Swinging a high fly to right. high drive. This is tag going back and back and back. High fly deep Hammered to the gap and left center. At the track. At the track. Way out of here. High and deep that to was right. Hit a ton. At the wall. Going back at the track. This ball's getting small. This is going to go to the rock pile. This is White Sox Weekly. We have to get better. We can get better. We're going to continue to get better. We're going to keep rallying around each other, keep pushing one another, motivate each other, trying to deliver something so powerful for, to, you know, Chicago, man. It's going to feel so great. we almost there. It's coming. We can smell it. We can taste it. Anderson hits one in the air. Deep into left field. And this one is gone. Way up into the bleacher. Tim Anderson turned on it, burned on it, flipped the bat, and started running. The proverbial window has begun to open. That's deep into left Field. The Chicago Baseball Conversation. And dog goes deep again. On the flagship home of the Sox. It is good. 720 WGN. Certainly an odd time for White Sox Weekly, but we are here 510 in the afternoon. Hope you're having a great day. My name is Mark Carmen. Jordan Burnfield sitting in today on White Sox Weekly, which will take you till 6 o'clock, and then we're with you till 10 o'clock tonight doing Sports Central, but obviously not talking a ton of your standard Sports Central, as we are, uh, of course, following all the news with the coronavirus. Jordan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's uh, certainly a weird time. I was hoping when I got this assignment that we'd be talking about a White Sox team that has so much to look forward to, but unfortunately, we're just going to have to wait longer. I mean, the, the whole world is trying to make sense of everything with coronavirus. The news is fast spreading. It's a lot of things to take in. It's a lot of decisions to make. It's a lot of you know, questions existentially about what you want to do, what you're willing to do, what you can do, um, as we all try to navigate our way through this. So at least for the next hour, we'll try to talk a little White Sox with you. We'll try to get your mind off of all the things that are going on with respect to the coronavirus. But obviously, this is not, there's going to be at least no baseball probably until May. Nobody knows. Yeah, no, who knows? No, nobody knows. And uh, we're also here, I would love to hear from people all day today of how you're doing, uh, what's going on as far as just handling, are you are you staying at home, how are you dealing with being around your loved ones more than you perhaps have ever been around your loved ones. We can have all those sorts of conversations tonight. And if you've got that White Sox World Series DVD from 05, there you, go. you haven't dusted off in a while, time to probably do a good time. Great strategy. Uh, things that can be done that you were talking about, Jordan, the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Blackhawks have committed, this just crossing, $3.3 million uh, to pay the 1,200 people who work games at the United Center who would otherwise face uh, major lost wages. Now, the NBA season has about 21% of it left. It's 200-some-odd games. The Blackhawks were down to 12 games to go in the season. Um, obviously, Jerry Reinsdorf, owner of both the Bulls and the White Sox. By the way, I, I think we got a caller calling on the guest line, Ben Anderson. I think we're going to talk to Jason Vanetti coming up here uh, in just a little bit. But uh, that's a major, major move by uh, both Rocky Wirtz and Jerry Reinsdorf to take care of their people. Yeah, it's and the right thing to do. It, it, a thousand percent. And so $3.3 million is quite a bit of dough. Uh, and people are just, yeah, you know, obviously. People that work in the arenas and really, really count on that money more so than necessarily the players on the field. Not the players on the field uh, aren't going to be affected. But for the vendors and the parking guys and ticket takers, security, 
all that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a very cha- challenging time for all of us. Jason Benetti is going to join us coming on back here. So let's take a quick time out. And we're back in three minutes uh, with the White Sox TV voice on 720 WGN. WGN, the team's flagship radio station. You're listening to White Sox Weekly on the home of the Sox, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly till 6 o'clock. Mark Carbon, Jordan Burnfield with you. Hope you're all hanging in there on this beautiful, snowy, maybe not so beautiful Saturday afternoon, actually. I was going to say, I don't know that it's that beautiful. Uh, it's all, uh, beauty, if you say so. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We're all we're here. We're doing the show. It's beautiful. Jason Medani is beautiful. He's coming on right now. White Sox television. Jason, how are you doing? Wrapping your arms around everything that's going on. It's it's. Uh, I know it's a challenge for all of us. Yeah, I uh, I'm just thinking about all the people who have uh, issues with getting their kids care and going to work. I mean, like we're all in fantasy land, and I think it becomes very apparent very quickly when sports grinds to a halt ever that we're all in fantasy land. We live in fantasy land. It's not real life as it is for a lot of people who are dealing with this. I'm basically on a hiatus from my life at this point in terms of my career, but you know, as a single person and, and somebody uh, who's waiting for sports to get back up, uh, I'm not dealing with all of the issues that people are facing with kids and wondering whether they should telework or whatever it is. So I'm just uh, honestly like, I'm fine. I'm just thinking about all the people who aren't fine. And here's hoping that we all get through this as quickly and as safely as possible. Yeah, Jason, you you said it. I, the, the thing that went through my mind when all of this started to happen and happen as quickly as it did was as much as we all love sports and as much as it is our livelihoods and such a big part of our lives, this reminds us, I guess, how unimportant sports really are when it comes down to those important moments in life like this is right now with this global pandemic. Is that kind of the first thing that that came to mind or what what was going through your mind when you started to see all these sports leagues either go on hiatus or shut down? Yeah, it's it was wild the other night, Jordan, like watching on Twitter the whole thing with Rudy Gobert and being at the Horizon finals like Monday, Tuesday, the semis and the finals, everybody was being very cautious. There was a lot of hand sanitizer, like we all kind of saw this coming in the sports world because every junction point, every game I was at from two Thursdays ago to Saturday to Monday, Tuesday, it was like everybody had a heightened sense of understanding of what might be coming down the pike. And uh, the, the first thing I'm thinking of right now is exactly, you're right, how uh, unimportant sports are at times like this, but also how pioneering sports was. Like the first substantial, large section of the population that said we can't all get together safely uh, for the health of mostly people with underlying conditions or the elderly was sports. And so credit to sports for being pioneering and in shutting that down, even if some say it was a little bit late, et cetera, et cetera. But I can't wait. Like, I cannot wait until the first game of the season, whenever it is, for Major League Baseball, just the ability to be outside and together. I don't think it's going to be um, a short period of time. I think it'll be a long, long time until we take for granted the ability to be outside in the sun together, 
celebrating the Sox and baseball in general. Yeah, I was thinking about that part of it as far as baseball is concerned, and whenever it is that the games do come back, and it sort of makes you think about 9-11, right? Here they are, and Sammy Sosa's running around with a flag at Wrigley Field, and it was an incredible World Series, and George Bush is throwing out the first pitch. I mean, we all remember these things, and there was, it was, a, there was a part of the healing that sports was able to bring back. And the fact of the matter is it's most likely, and I hate to say this, that we probably are going to know somebody who's no longer with us. I mean, tragedies are going to happen. I knock on whether they don't, but that's the reality. And there is going to be something that sports is going to be a part of as far as bringing people back together and the community of it that regardless of what happens on the field, people just love to have something to root for, to feel a part of something. All of that, you know, it just it plays into who we are. Yeah, I, I, Carm, I even, I just feel odd talking about sports right now. Yeah. Like, there's so much that we all can do for each other. And I think, you know, the, the, the hatred we've seen on Twitter that's come across the last eight to 10 years just for national announcers hating their team or fans hating other fans, it's amazing to me how quickly that all goes away when something like this happens. And, I love seeing the unity from most people, and the people who don't provide that are either defensive or trolls or paid to be trolls. So, like, uh, to me, the amount of people who've reached out in threads that I'm on and, and group texts and email chains and all of this, like, I, I'm always very heartened by, I, I won't even just say the American public, it's humanity in general, that in times of crisis, we all seem to have each other in mind and it's just it's amazing how much reflection time we've all had to take a look at everything around us and just like pare it down a little bit i mean i honestly like i'm if you've seen up in the air the george clooney movie like i feel a lot like that dude coming off the road right like he he his job is he's, he fires people for a living and he travels and then they, they come up with a telecommuting telework option for him and then he like has to live in his apartment in Omaha, Nebraska, which he basically had as a facade. Like I have a real place here in Chicago, but it's it's been an immediate slam on the brakes and honestly like there's been a lot of reflection for me into where sports fits in my life and how much like i really do care about all the people that i've gotten to run into by virtue of this silly fantasy job i have and and i just hope that every single person i know and love and care about and every person who they care about comes out of this okay and the one thing i'll say is I think any of us would be lying if we didn't have a moment of panic over the last 72 hours. But for me, right now, the best thing you can do is reach out to the people you love and talk to them about something else. Just say hello. Talk to them about whatever is on your mind outside of the crisis, because this is going to be a very difficult situation. But we have so many options to reach out to people and talk to people and FaceTime people and play games via Twitter and whatever it is. And, like, if you can put a smile on somebody's face and do something small for them over the next however long this is, you've done more than your civic duty. You've done something beautiful for for somebody you care about. Well, and I think we've all seen the video coming out of Italy where they're not allowed to go outside, they're getting out onto their balconies, and they're singing songs, and 
I mean, that is just that the spirit of humanity right there. It's it's in, it's incredible, and it's and it, it's and it's in a incredibly challenging time. It's that's a beautiful thing that hey, we're all holed up in our houses here, all holed up in our apartments, and we're going to sing a song. We're going to try to get some some good vibes going on here in the in the in the neighborhood. I thought it was awesome. I don't know if you, you see it, Jordan. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw it, and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's disappointing that we're in a situation where we have to derive beauty from that. But the one thing I will say, I mean, that's absolutely heartening, and it's a wonderful thing. The one thing I will say is, to me, the phrase stick to sports is dead and six feet under. Thank you. We're all... We're all human beings who have opinions about the world, and it's not even opinions about the world. It's empathy and heart and care that comes out of us. If I want to talk about this situation or anybody wants to talk about this situation, which is uh, very obviously affecting millions upon millions of people, I'm going to do it, and so should everybody else. And the people who say stick to sports, I would assume are on a troll farm somewhere. Because if this doesn't touch your heart... Uh, I don't know where you are. And the other thing I would say is I know there are some people out there who are trying to be heroes and, like, just say, like, oh, it's not going to affect me. Uh, Every platform we have the ability to use, we need to say, hey, look, the more you keep yourself around as few people as possible right now, the better this thing's going to look in the long run and the more healthy our loved ones are going to be. So, like... Do what you can. I have no need to go outside for the foreseeable future. I'm going to take walks so I stay sane. But, like, I've been home the last four days, and I'm doing okay. And, honestly, I would just suggest to as many people as possible who can afford it in their lives and who can do that, please do that, because it's going to help us all get back to normalcy quicker, but also safer based on everything I'm reading. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great perspective. It's funny, Jason, when I was watching all this happen, when I think this is really a rare time where we can all look at this from 10,000 feet, so to speak, right? And so you know, I'm seeing on social media people reacting to football free agency news, and I'm thinking to myself, like, <laughs> who cares? Like, why does anyone even care about this right now? I'm way more interested to make sure that people are doing okay wherever they are. And so I guess, you know, for a lot of us, this is a dose of perspective that maybe maybe we all need but it's it's also part like the distraction you you can't just all you know be be in it so people are going to want to look away and do something else for a second too i and to jason's point to your point jason like i'm walking over here and i'm not trying to point the finger at anyone but i'm walking over today from river north to 303 swack where we're doing the show and there are a ton of people out they're yeah. at, they're at the bars. They're 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 living the St. Patrick's Day dream. I'm like, and I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know if it quite is really hit as to what's going on here. Yeah, you know, and and I get it. People don't want to stay in it, stay at home and go take a walk like you're saying, keep yourself sane. But I just hope we're all being smart about this and realizing what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a medical expert, guys, and so I don't want to delve into that. But it does seem to me that um, it's it. What we're trying to do is keep the maximum amount of people safe. It's not about any one of us individually, but when we pile up our individual actions, things change And for, for everybody in the long run. And the other thing I would say that, that strikes me, Jordan, as you're talking is, like, I've had that same feeling, and I've just had to stop myself and say, look, 
everybody copes with loss and it's loss of uh, somewhat of freedom, but it's also loss of just your regular everyday life. There's mourning that has to go into that. And I've seen enough people cope with loss differently that it's difficult to stomach sometimes because it's not how I would cope with loss. But there's a level of toleration that like, I have, as I've stepped back over the past couple days and just turned off my phone some and and dived into whatever I can dive into, including rewatching an entire season of Survivor. Uh, Good choice. I, I, Which season? The, yeah, I mean, season twelve, uh, Exile <laughs> Island, for the first time. So I, I would say. Everybody copes in their own way, as, as I'm making very obvious right there. Like, I turn on TV, and I just ram through a season, and then, like, Larry David has been a companion for this. So good. Uh, over the past few days, <laughs> you which know, has been pretty, pretty good. He, so, I know, think like, he, he could bring the bow back. I think that we might need to all go to the bow. See, yeah, I don't know that we want the kind of bow he got. <laughs> That's true, you but gotta, I'm saying a nice 90-degree bow. Soup. Yeah, you gotta secure the soup. I just the the everybody copes in their own way, and some people cope by breaking the rules we've set for other people. But as long as we are trying to, however we can, help the amount of people who will listen to us, who believe that the the best way to handle this is to separate for a little while. The the quicker will all, and honestly, not even the quicker, the safer will all be as we move forward with this and other societal projects. But, but the thing is, we have always needed one another. We pretend that we don't, and we're in a capitalistic society, and we delve into our own things, and we climb our own ladders, whether corporate or sports or vocational, but we've always needed one another. And this is yet more proof, and it's stark proof, that slaps us directly across the nose that we always need one another. And so, like, just be there for one another, and we will get through this. Like, if the goal of life is to add something to the earth and be beloved by others and create joy for others, if that's in some small way why we're here, then we can keep doing that in the face of a crisis, and sometimes tenfold. So just go do that with your days as much as you can, and I hope and think about so many people who don't have it as easy as I do in terms of waiting this thing out. Some people have kids that have no schools to go to. Some people have to be in a large office or a factory for whatever reason. And frankly, I'm thinking a lot about the camera people and the video uh, people and the, the the tape room operators and the technical directors on our White Sox telecasts and ESPN and FS1 and all the people across the country who are not full-time employees and get paid on a game-by-game basis who are living a fiscal tragedy right now. And that goes for so many different corporate structures. So the best thing we can do is be there for one another however we can in small ways, and that won't change when the crisis is gone. Jason, great to have you on. Great, I really appreciate you sharing what's going on with you and how you're you're looking at it. And yeah, great perspective. Uh, we will uh, let's let's uh, let's let's get together again here as uh, we wait for the games to come on back. But thanks for so much for taking time today. Thanks, Jason. Absolutely, absolutely. Stop shaking hands, everybody. You don't know how many people. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Yeah. You don't know how many people at the Horizon League semis and finals 
still were putting out their hands to shake my hand. And I was like, dude, uh-uh. No way. We can do without handshakes for a little while. 90-degree bow. 90-degree yeah. bow. There you go. Even in perfect times, I'm just not a huge fan of the handshake. Just give me, give, at best, a fist bump. It's too intimate. Yeah, I, it's kind of <laughs> gross at this point, just being honest. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jason, take care, brother. Appreciate you. See you, Jason. Hey, thank you all. Jason Benetti, White Sox Television. we got to take a quick time out. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the official radio station of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN. A conversation with Jason Bedenia, White Sox TV, was sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. My name is Mark Harmon. He's Jordan Burnfield with you till 10 o'clock tonight. This is White Sox Weekly till the top of the hour. We're going to get to Rick Hahn in a second here, who spoke on a conference call yesterday about how the White Sox are going to be handling this, and if you are not paying attention to the baseball news, which I'm guessing you most likely are, but just in case, spring training, of course, postponed. The start of the season postponed at least two weeks, and when you really start to do the math, you would think it's highly unlikely that the season starts anywhere any sooner than, I would think, May 1st, and and who really knows? I mean, it could be the middle of the summer we just nobody knows yeah and while we do know that jb pritzker the governor of illinois has already recommended that there are no home sporting events in the state of illinois until may 1st and that if home events have to occur it would be without fans right so with respect to the cubs and white Sox being the two baseball teams in the state i would imagine that they will both have to work something out with the governor if they even wanted to play here before May 1st, right? That's that's the way I understand it. In a perfect world that somehow we get control of the coronavirus quickly and the players are allowed to come back to spring training, resume workouts, you would think that's at least three weeks. They're not going to... I've heard heard Theo Epstein talking yesterday, three to four weeks to get ready since they're recommending all the players go home. Some players have leases in Arizona till the end of the month, so they're going to stay around the facility. But most all teams in baseball are saying, please go home, be with your families, do what you can there, and when we can come on back, we'll get you all ready for the season as best we can. And then we'll see what it is. Baseball, you know, has said that they're, they want to play a full schedule. I don't exactly know what that would look like. Let's. You want, why don't we hear for, um, from Rick Hahn a little bit here and see what the White Sox general manager uh, had to say. So uh, this was Rick talking yesterday on the decision from Major League Baseball, Ben, uh, which is cut one, on that the White Sox, of course, are supporting the decision to uh, suspend spring training as of right now. Here is Rick Hahn. Ben, let me get cut one, Ben, from Rick Hahn. Thank you very much. Obviously, we're very supportive of the decision made by Major League Baseball. Uh, when you're talking about the interest of the health and safety of fans and players, staff, and everyone in the community, we, you really have no choice. We continue to monitor this situation closely. We are in ongoing contact with Major League Baseball, state, local, public health authorities, we, we hope to get back on the field soon, but we're, we're going to follow the direction of local and national public health and government officials and coordinate with Major League Baseball. So all that makes sense. And as far as the White Sox specifically, how they're dealing with their players and their personnel, cut two. We met as a group 
with with the team, with the, the those in major league camp, players and, and coaches and staff. Uh, had a uh, very good conversation about where we sit right now and and what we uh, how how to make the best of the situation. Uh, you know we're doing best we can with the information we have to educate our players and staff about prevention and good hygiene and awareness uh, of the current situation. And at the same time, on a, a more I don't know nuanced level, we're also continuing to prepare for. Uh, to the best of our ability for the start of the season when that when that comes. So you're dealing with you know a lot of young guys who are incredibly talented, who make a ton of money, have had an insane amount of success in their life, and you've got to convey to them that, hey, this could affect you too. And we saw it in the NBA with Rudy Gobert, who unfortunately tested positive for the coronavirus, uh, and then now his teammate Donovan Mitchell did too. There's I think there's something about communicating to young, invincible people that this can actually impact you. So I, I think that's a very important conversation the White Sox and all of baseball is having. It is. I mean, we saw Rudy Gobert, the Utah Jazz player, was incredibly brazen prior to testing positive for a coronavirus, that he was touching everybody's microphones and touching everybody's recording devices and acting like this can't happen to me, which is something that... Sometimes young people believe when they are young and successful and athletic and they've never had anything going wrong for them before, as you mentioned. And so I think that it goes to show that anyone is susceptible to this, obviously. And, you know, I think that the the way Major League Baseball handled it is the way that everybody had to handle it, frankly, that you just can't risk it right now. You just cannot risk it. And I feel slightly guilty underlying Rudy Gobert. Because he's not an evil person, he wasn't trying to cause harm. He just wasn't being very. He just no, was, but he wasn't being smart. I don't feel bad for saying what I said because he was incredibly brazen, yeah. and it, and what he did was stupid. I mean, I don't think he's an evil person, but that was incredibly stupid and short sighted. Right, and hopefully that one act right there will. And frankly, his positive test, I think, was the catalyst for where we are. In all sports, right? I mean, I think that now, I think it often it occurs in a domino, right? So we saw what happened in the NBA. He tested positive. Mitchell tested positive. Games are canceled because everyone was first talking about, well, maybe we can do all this without fans, right? Then he tests positive and all the other sports are like, you know what? The smart thing probably is that we need to shut this down. Yeah, well, it's a very good point. Quickly after Rudy Gobert, the NBA, that was it. Okay, we have somebody testing positive. Now we got to get the whole team tested. Somebody's probably has it too. Donovan yeah. Mitchell turns out they has it, and of course, cut three here. Rick Hahn knowing that this can, you know, baseball's not exactly immune here. Obviously, it's a unique time for all of us. Uh, traditionally, I think we've all viewed sports, and certainly from my perspective, baseball as uh, an important distraction from the real world for for people and. Uh, unfortunately, at, at this point, uh, it's obvious that we're not uh, we're, we're not immune from this ourselves as as an industry. No, they're not. And yes, baseball, sports in general, entertainment. We love entertainment. We we love to not think about what's going on in our personal lives, what's going on in our work lives. We want to come home and have a little yeah respite. There's nothing which is nothing wrong with that. And right now, for a lot of people, that's going to be their Netflix account and their DVDs and their, you know, unfortunately that and think about it. I mean, you and I, as sports people, you know, we come home to turn on a game, right? 
you come home. I mean, obviously we work in sports, so it's a little bit different. But most of the time when I get home from whatever I'm doing, I like to flip on the game and watch the game and get lost in the game. My life actually doesn't change that much. I'm just going to continue to watch all Jordan games. <laughs> I know. You're going to be watching like 1980s Bulls games I mean, it's not, for two months. It's not that much different for me. I'll just <laughs> I'll move on to the 89 yeah. season. All right. Uh, we'll hear a little bit more from Rick Hodd coming on back here. 312-981-7200 if you want to uh, jump in here on White Sox Weekly, talk about uh, what's going on with you with no baseball being around and just how you're handling uh, this time period, period. We're talking some sports and, of course, the coronavirus on 720 WGN. At the wall, the 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1 White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly till the top of the hour with you till 10 o'clock tonight. Sports Central coming up at 6 o'clock. We're going to talk with Joe McEwen, the head coach of the Northwestern women's basketball team who was in the NCAA tournament, but unfortunately that won't be played. Won the Big Ten for the first time in 30 years. For the first time in 30 years. I'm thinking about my top athletic accomplishments, and there's so Which many. Is, it's just it's a really very small list. It's just it's so hard to think about my <laughs> multiple championships in both baseball and basketball. And but so my senior year at the University of Iowa, Jordan, as you know, uh, Windy Hill, we made a run to the Elite Eight in the intramural tournament. <laughs> and if if we were in this time, I wouldn't have those memories. Brett Hain throwing down a massive dunk in round three to win it. We were all jumping around like complete lunatics at, at center court. So. Uh, these are. I hope. Where does, it, where does this rank in relation to you playing Bill Leff in tennis? Well, that's a good question, right there. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's in there. All right, let's 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 get back to Rick. Um, as far as what the. Hang on. Okay. No problem. No problem. Let's get to Rick Hahn here, and uh, apparently, as far as players sticking around, we mentioned that guys have apartments till the end of the month that's what they do hey we're gonna i'm gonna be down in spring training i'm gonna rent an apartment me and a teammate or me me and myself so how will the white side are they sending players home or what are they going to do this was uh rick as far as what they're doing for their players yeah we we're we're open right now and and we intend to be open the the next couple of days for players that uh wish to come in for for either treatment or uh light activities uh, and again, continuing to sort of maintain their physical condition uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, again, Ricky and, and I and, and Kenny and the staff had a, had a great conversation this morning with the players, uh, an open dialogue about what's best for all of us, uh, what's best for our families, and uh, came. everyone agreed that uh, being here as a, as a resource for the players over the next couple of days uh, makes the most sense. And, and everyone's uh, on board with doing that so everyone's got a different situation right some guys are single some guys have kids some guys have uh, perhaps older parents who they want to be able to support there's a million different things going on so the white Sox staying open for business but also being flexible with uh, their players on what they want to do yeah which i think makes a lot of sense i mean listen if you're the White Sox right now, you obviously, like everybody else, are going to be cleaning things and making sure that the facility is okay for guys that want to work out. It's a weird catch-22 because we presume that at some point, you know, we're all going to be able to get back to our lives. For these guys, it means getting back to being in peak physical condition to play sports at the highest level in the world. So, you know, on the one hand, obviously you want to keep, and first and foremost, you want to keep everybody healthy, but at the same time, if there is a way 
for guys to safely use your facilities so that they can keep themselves conditioned or do what they need to do, you know, as long as they are doing it safely, which I believe they are, then that would be the best case scenario. I know you belong to a health club. Are you going to said health club? So it's interesting. The last few days I've not gone. I've gone for a run outside. Instead, I'm I'm conflicted on us honestly on whether to go. And I believe that my health club is doing I mean you and I go to the same health club, so I believe that they're doing everything that they can to keep it clean. But honestly right now, and I and I don't consider myself an alarmist I, like everybody else, I think we're all questioning what we should do. And I, mean, I don't know what to do. This is where I just wish, I wish that I was rich. Can I just have a hoop court in my home that I could just go down and run you around? You and Khalil Mack. Right. Let's just, let's, can somebody invite me over to their house? Yeah. Um, and, and let me play some basketball. Does anybody got an indoor tennis court that they'd love to have me over? Or even an outdoor one. I'll play in 30 degrees. Right. I'm, I'm not going indoors to a place where there's uh, a thousand people sweating and going it just it doesn't well, feel comfortable to me there so, was a doctor on television yesterday who i saw on the news who was saying that if you go to your gym and you maintain distance from the person working out next to you mm-hmm. and you wipe down the equipment mm-hmm. that you should be at a low risk for coronavirus mm-hmm. this is what this guy said this is not me saying anything i'm just saying that i watched it and i and i have the same kind of thought that you did where it's like how much do I really trust this? I don't know. But right, am I I mean, going- the White Sox have probably like, and I've not been to Glendale, but I'm sure their facility is like expansive and gorgeous. And they, you know, guys could work out 20 feet from one another and that could all be right. achieved in that way. The gyms that the rest of us can go to, probably not the same thing. And similar challenge though for the White Sox too. Like we got to keep this place clean. We got who's coming in here? Who's working out? Where have you been? Have you got, you know, right. I mean, this, this, Keeping their players safe, huge investments. It's uh, right. It's obviously I mean, it's like it's, restaurants. It's it's, it's got to be a big concern. Yeah. Hey, Rick Hahn, how many preseason games? How much of spring training will we need for the White Sox and baseball to be ready to play the season? Unfortunately, is really dependent on how much, how long the hiatus is, so to speak. Uh, if, for example, there's only a, a modest uh, couple of week delay, let's say, then certainly we. Uh, We've played a decent amount of games. We've got guys with their legs under them. We've got guys who are built to a certain level, and it's a matter of sort of maintaining that and then building off it. So it wouldn't be a, a extremely long period of games at that point. Now, obviously, if things change and, and for whatever reason uh, people return home and, and we pick up again at a later date, it's, it's really going to be a function of how long that hiatus is. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If they're gone for a long time, then you're restarting from scratch. I mean, I think the one thing in baseball, as we know, you know, people could say spring training's too long, it's this, it's that. There is a process because many of the body movements in baseball are unnatural movements, right? Pitching and throwing and batting are unnatural bodily movements that are done in baseball, right? Specific to baseball. Any of us that have ever played Little League or played in a men's league or done any of those things, we all know, right, that when you don't play for a while and then you get up and throw baseball, you're going to be sore afterwards. Even for the most well-conditioned athletes, we can't just say, okay, well, you know, the, the ban or whatever is lifted and then three days later they can go play games. It's just not real. I mean, that's not realistic. So we're probably looking at whenever this hiatus ends at least probably a month before 
teams could conceivably play regular season games, right? I would think. Let's uh, let's hear from Scott Reifert, who uh, was taking questions yesterday on how the White Sox are doing with tickets. And this was uh, Scott. Has, Scott said that, hey, look, uh, we're, baseball wants to play 162 games, but if you do own tickets, as far as refunds and how they're going to do everything, uh, this was Scott yesterday. At this point, um, we're working. Obviously, all 30 teams are dealing with this, so we're working with Major League Baseball, our ticketing folks in Chicago. So at this point, what we're asking fans to do is just kind of be patient and an understanding of the situation. We hope to have some information that we'll be able to share with them um, by early next week. I, w- I would hope, but they're working through it. Literally, their conference calls going on throughout the day. And Scott's the vice president. So of fans t- should sit tight for now, uh, and we will reach out to them directly as well as through the media to kind of let them know procedures as we move forward. Didn't mean to clip Scott, the vice president <laughs> of communications for Chicago White Sox. So it's up in the air. Yeah. If you have tickets for April games... You know, will they be played down the line? How will they do it? All that's they're they're figuring all of that out. But every team is right. So this isn't a, this isn't a White Sox problem. This is a everyone problem in every sport because when you have games canceled and you have seasons condensed and you have schedules changed, you just I mean, there's no way to know right now. So I think if you got those tickets, hang on to them because who knows? Maybe you'll be able to use them, but hard to know at this point. Sports Central up next, seven twenty WGN.